With the Environment in Focus, I'm Tom Pelton. It's an hour after sunset on Maryland's eastern shore, and Glenn Theres, a wildlife biologist with the Maryland Department of Natural Resources, is up to his usual Friday night routine, prowling the back roads in a pickup truck surveying frogs. He pulls off onto a swampy roadside near the Miles River and scrambles out to identify several species of amphibians. Each of the frogs has a unique call. Some are fairly similar, but most of them you can distinguish from each other. So the, the little rattly sound here sounds like crickets. Those are called northern cricket frogs. Um, they really sound like somebody taking an aerosol can of paint and uh, shaking it, and you hear that little ball rattling inside. That's a cricket frog. The bullfrogs are the Keeping track of frogs, toads, and salamanders is increasingly important because amphibians are in sharp decline around the world. The journal Science recently published a study that found an invasive species of fungus called chytrid is contributing to the decline of more than 500 species of amphibians globally. To find out what's happening in Maryland, Theres and colleagues spent five years exploring roadsides, streams, and bogs across the state and compiling what Johns Hopkins University Press recently published as the Maryland Amphibian and Reptile Atlas. The Amphibian and Reptile Atlas project was conducted by a little over a thousand people. In total, we documented um, 85 species of native reptiles and amphibians and a handful of exotic species. The good news is that, for whatever reason, most amphibian populations remain robust in Maryland with little signs of the catastrophic die-off seen elsewhere around the world. Spring peepers, for example, are in decline in Pennsylvania and Delaware, but still sing by the millions in the land of pleasant living. There are some exceptions, with sea level rise on Maryland's eastern shore, for example, washing away the already limited habitat of the eastern narrow-mouthed toad in low-lying Dorchester County. And then there were a few surprising new local species, that Theres and his fellow surveyors stumbled across. We did get a report of a boa constrictor in northern Anne Arundel County, um, which the, most likely is the snake was released by a, a, a pet owner or it escaped. When uh, our volunteer went to go look for it, it was dead in an area where um, there were some homeless folks and one of the homeless guys claimed that the snake ate his buddy. That last part could not be confirmed by the scientists, who did not detect any unusual bulges in the belly of the boa. Unless, of course, the man's friend was very small, like a mouse, which was beyond the scope of the research. Toward the end of the night of driving around, we were in a different swamp, surrounded by fowler's toads and mobbed by mosquitoes. And I asked, so why spend so many Friday nights with frogs? Amphibians, why should we worry about amphibians in general? Most amphibians depend on water and water quality, and most of human life depends, and the life in general on the planet depends on water and water quality. So they're kind of barometers, if you will, to what's going on in the, in the environment. In other words, amphibians are the canaries in the coal mine of our world, and these canaries are still singing. With the environment in focus, I'm Tom Pelton of the Environmental Integrity Project, author of The Chesapeake in Focus. 
This program is sponsored by the ABLE Foundation. The views expressed are solely my own.